Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. to stir your faith. Lord, stir my faith. Lord, stir my faith. Stir my faith. Stir my faith. I dare you to ask him this morning. Lord God, stir my faith. Stir my faith. I want to stand in faith. I want to believe you for the impossible. I want to see you do big things. I'm going to act like Peter did when he was in the boat. And I want you to bid me to come. Put that 
that in the comments this morning. Lord, bid me to come. Ooh, bid me to come closer. Bid me to come into something greater. Oh, my God. Bid me to come into the deep. Oh, my God. That's what Peter said. Peter was it. Peter, they're crossing. Jesus is crossing. And the disciples get, um, and they, the disciples get overwhelmed or consumed. And as they are overwhelmed and consumed, and they see, I don't know why they didn't know it was the Lord. They had just experienced Him. And as they are getting overwhelmed and consumed, come on now, they overwhelmed, consumed, they see Jesus. And it says they were frightened. That's what they said, even though they had experienced Jesus in so many ways. Oh my God! And Peter is bold enough on the boat. He says, "You know what, Lord? If this is You." my God, that's some bold kind of faith. If this is you, ooh, come on, y'all. If this is you, if this is you, then bid me to come. And the Lord says, come on. Ooh. He says, come on. He tells me, he says, come Joe, I need a pillow. He says, come on. He says, come on. Come on. And then when he tells him to come on, he comes. Guess what? He gets out and he does the impossible. My God, the only reason, the only reason that it didn't work was because he did not. You put it on. You, uh, the only reason, thank you. The only, thank you. Uh -huh, thank you. It, the only reason that it did not work was because he took his eyes off Jesus. Can I speak to you prophetically? Can I speak over your dreams this morning? Can I speak to your purpose this morning? Can I tell you something? The only reason it didn't work, and I feel this strong in my spirit, my God, or the only reason that it has not worked yet is because you have took your eyes off the one that gave you the dream. Ooh, you have took your eyes off the one that has gave you the dream. You have took your eyes off off the one that has gave you a dream. You got to put your eyes back on Jesus. Tap your neighbor and say, I got to put my eyes back on Jesus. I got to put my eyes back on Jesus. You got to put your eyes back on Jesus. That's it. This, it's not that the dream isn't meant for you. It's not meant that, it does not mean that God didn't call you to have this. It does not mean because it did not work the first time that it will not work again. Oh my God. I'm going to receive that for somebody. It does not mean because it didn't work the first time that it will not work again. Will you put that in your notes? Ooh. Don't you abandon your dream. That's your baby. Come on now. Don't you abandon the thing that God has called you to do. You are qualified for this. You are called to do this. Oh, my God. I just got to put my eyes back on Jesus. Ooh, I just got to put my eyes back on Jesus. This is what, and this is how I love Jesus. This is how dope Jesus is. Even when Peter was in a position where he was about to sink, Jesus reaches out and grabbed him. Can I tell you why Jesus reached out and grabbed Peter? Because his plan was to prosper Peter. Ooh, to do him good. To do him good. His plan was to prosper Peter and to do him good. That's God's same plan for you. His plan is to prosper you and to do you good. So he's not going to let you seek He's not going to let you fail. I pray today that I am stirring up the dream in you. I pray today that I am stirring up your faith and causing you to see yourself as the Lord said, God put this dream in you. God called you to purpose. God named you. God gave you the gifts and the talents. Come on now. It's on God. It's not 
on you. Philippians 1 and 6 reminds us time and time again, oh my God, that it's on God and it's not on you. Can you put that in your comments today? It's on God. We don't make our dreams come to pass. What we do is we exercise our faith, walk in faith and trust and believe God. I do not have to make my dreams come to pass. I just got to trust and obey God. God will cause everything that's supposed to be connected to you. Can I tell you, sir? He will. It's not that you don't work. A man without work don't eat. It's not that you don't work to it. It's not that you don't take the class. It's not that you don't do the things that God has required, requires you to do. But your sole purpose is to love God. You were created by God for the glory of God. So your sole purpose is to love God. God wants you to love him. It's not, it's not, it's not Valerie, it's not Selena. It's not, we put so much effort and put it on us and it's not on us, it's on God. Woo! I put, you know, the kids these days be like, I put that on God. It really is on God. It really is on God. My, God wants to, to become the object of my affection. Matthew 6 and 30. Ooh, Matthew 6 and 33 says, my God, seeking first the kingdom of God. God wants to become the object of our affection. It's not even all the other stuff that we do. The other stuff we do, we do as a um, demonstration that we love God. Ooh, the, all the other stuff that we do. See, can I tell you something? We'll do stuff. Ooh, without demonstrating we love God and then we'll grow weary and well come on Holy Spirit and then we'll go grow weary and well doing and we'll start murmuring and complaining but the problem is like Colossians 3 and 23 we're not doing things according to God we're not doing things according we're doing things unto man and when we do things unto man and we don't do things unto God then we'll get worn out why because God is not the subject of our affection Woo! my God that's a witness right there God is not the subject of our affection when we do things with wrong motives or wrong intent, or we do things because we're looking for people to pat us on our back, or we're looking for people to tell us good job, or we're looking for people to qualify us, or we're looking for people to sign off on us. We are not doing those things for the glory of God. We are doing those things, my God, for the glory of man, or we're doing those things for the glory of self, and that is not how God created us. We were created for God by God. Woo! my God, you got to, that's, if you don't, like, we got to really know that, because when we know that, we'll live that, Woo, Jesus, when we know that, we'll live that, we won't even try to, I don't even, I don't even want you to see me, I don't even want you to see me, I don't even want you to know me, I want you to be like, my God, when I encountered her, there's something so special about her, but not about my gifts, not about my talents, not about what the what 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 you see me do. I want you to experience the overflow of the love of God because I've been in his face because he's the sub he's where my affection is and as he pours this love into me because I'm loving him with everything in me, then when I encounter you to be able to love you like I love myself, it's because the overflow of God's love. Come on, Joe. You know I love that word. The overflow of God's 
word and his love is so alive in me. That's all you encounter. You're, that's all you encounter. That's all you know. Joe put in the comments, your sparkle should be Jesus. He knows how I feel about the word sparkle. Your sparkle should be Jesus. So Lord, we thank you this morning for reminding us and giving us revelation and your word transforming us from grace to grace and glory to glory opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in christ jesus lord god today i thank you father god we know without a doubt that you are god and that we were created about by you for you and for your glory alone. Lord God, so show us anything in our lives in which we've made, which which we've given our affection to. Show us anything in our lives which we've given our attention to. Show us, Father God, the things in our lives, Lord God, where we have not put on our new self. Ooh, somebody say, I got to put on my new self. Come on now. My God, here we go, Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I got to put on my new self. Ooh, come on now. I got to put on my new self. I got to put on my new self. I got to put on my new self. My God, I can't afford, I can't afford, afford to have my old self. Let me tell you something. I had, um, I had surgery on my feet. Ooh, wow, God, now welcome y'all to Coffee and Conversations in just a minute. Do me a favor, go share the video. Put it in somebody else's hands. Tell them about it. I had surgery on my feet. And when I had surgery on my when I had surgery on my feet, because of the way my feet used to look, my shoes had formed. I had begun to grow bunions on my feet, but they were painful and they were hurting. And I was really reluctant to have surgery, right? I was really, oh, I feel the power of God on this. I really was, oh my God, learning how to be marked for your glory. Learning how to really understand who you are to us. Learning how to really understand who we are in Christ. Oh my God, my God, learning how to sow our words for the future. So, so when I had, when I was having surgery and my feet were like this for a while, Ooh, Jesus, let me say it one more time. My feet were like this for a while. And so because my feet were like this for a while, my shoes had formed to my feet. Ooh, my God, there is so much in this. And even though it seemed like it was norm or it was okay. My shoes were forming to my feet. Like every shoe I had began to warp to the bunion that was on my feet. Somebody getting revelation. Somebody getting this. My shoes began to begin to be formed. Right, the dysfunction, the way the bouncy bunions are collections or fragments of bone, the the dysfunction, the dysfunction. My shoes had begun to form to the dysfunction. Ooh, my God, I'm not. I'm trying not to throw my coffee cup on this camera. My shoes, Olive, had begun to form to the dysfunction. Ooh, Jesus, my shoes had begun to form to the dysfunction, right? So my shoes didn't, didn't, didn't sit in a certain way. My shoes began to form to the dysfunction. And so, oh, 
I remember um, as I was um, de de debating on whether or not I was going to have the surgery, right? This happens so much in our lives. My God, we experience things and our lives will begin to transform to the dysfunction. We don't even know that our lives have, come on Holy Spirit, have conformed or transformed to the dysfunction of the pain. We don't even know that our lives have transformed or conformed to the dysfunction of the grief. We don't know that our lives have transformed and conformed to the dysfunction of the abandonment. So because my feet have been like this for so long, Jesus, my feet have been like this for so long. Like my feet have been like this for so long. My shoes began to be formed. Come on now, into my feet, to the way my feet look was how my shoes began to be formed. And so I was really struggling. I'm not a person that runs quickly to the doctor. I'm not a person that runs ooh, quickly to surgery. One, ooh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. But I was also in a lot of pain. Ooh, and I had just accepted. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm trying to teach this, Holy Spirit. And I had just accepted that, that the pain was normal. <laughs> I had just accepted that the pain was normal. I had just accepted that this was the amount of pain that I was going to have to live with. I had just accepted that, that this was God's lot for me. Ooh, come on now. Come on now. I had accepted. I had accepted that this was God's lot for me. I had accepted that this was God's very best for me. I'm just going to be real. I had accepted that this was the way things have, were supposed to be for me. As a matter of fact, there were other people in my family living with the same situation. I'm out of here. I'm about to, I'm shutting it down myself. I'm going to get a tie to offer myself and I'm going home. I had accepted, as a matter of fact, there were other people around with me living the same kind of way. Ooh! There were other people around me with the same type of circumstance. There were other people around me in the same type of situation. Valid people that I loved. That, Valid people that I loved. Valid people that I trusted. Valid people that were anointed. Oh, come on now. People around me with the same type of dysfunction. So I had just accepted ooh, that this must be my truth. I had accepted that this must be the way that God um, had called me to live. And I was having so much pain. Oh my God. And I was having so much problems. I would get through lecturing or teaching and I would have pains that were like just shooting up from my foot and shooting into my leg. And one day I was riding home in my car and I had slipped my boot off. And I just was like, man, it just began to speak to me about having surgery, right? And I'm like, my God, okay, my God's like, maybe I need to have surgery. And I went and I started researching. And I'm like, man, I don't want to have this surgery. And one of my friends called me. Ooh, I'm about to preach the benediction. And then I'm gonna give you the scripture for this. I'm about to preach the benediction. And I'm gonna give you a scripture for this. And then one of my friends called me and she said to me, she said, for where you got to go. <laughs> Somebody put that in the comments. For where you got to go, baby. Woo! Come on now. 
put this in the comments for where you gotta go. And she called me, she said, for where you gotta go. Woo! I'm trying not to wake up my neighbors. This mouth, for where you gotta go, baby, you can't afford. Woo! For your feet to be dysfunctional. For where you got to preach, Lakeisha. Come on now. For where you got to go. For the things that, come on now. For the things that you got to do. For where you got to go. You cannot afford, you cannot afford to leave your feet in dysfunction. So go ahead and have the surgery. And trust God to heal you quickly. Go ahead and have the surgery. Because for where you got to go, my God, you can't afford, my God, the dysfunction. Come on now, for where you got to go. You can't afford to carry this dysfunction for where you have to go. For where you gotta go, you can't you can't afford to carry these generational curses. For where you got to go, you can't be afford to be conformed to the pain. For where you gotta go, you can't afford to be conformed to the depression. For where you gotta go, you can't afford to you can't carry anxiety with you. You can't carry worry with you. You can't carry fear with you. That's why Paul when he started started speaking to Timothy. He, just, he was preparing Timothy for ministry. He started speaking to Timothy over first Timothy. He says, Timothy, this is what I need you to know. Ah, ah. And he was basically telling him, baby, you're anointed to do hard things. Timothy, this is what I need you to know. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. This fearful thing that's trying to stop your ministry. This fearful thing that's trying to stop your marriage. This fearful thing that's trying to block you. That did not come from the Lord. So I need to advise you this morning. Whatever it is dysfunctional in your life. Whatever it is dysfunctional in your life. That didn't come from the Lord. That didn't come from the Lord. That didn't come from the Lord. Whatever it is that you have conformed to, whatever you it is that you have accepted to just be the truth, baby, that didn't come from the Lord. That's not of God. He told him, he corrected him. He said, Timothy, let me tell you something. In some translations, it says timidity. In other translations, it says fear. He said, I, God didn't make you timid and he didn't make you fearful. God created you to walk in power, in love, and in a sound mind, Jennifer. Come on now. God didn't make me timid. My God, come on now. God, so any of the dysfunction that you carry, any of the dysfunction that you allow, my God, in your life that's been verified by others you've been connected to that may seem anointed, God did not want that to go with you. Ooh, so after I had surgery, I'm going to, oh my God, let me read this to you. Colossians 3, let's start in the first chapter. It says, if then, <laughs> if then, my God, come on now, what, my God, oh my God, if then, oh my God, can I tell you what an if then statement is? See, I like hypotheses, I like statistics, I'm a little bit of nerd in that say, if then. Can I tell you what an if-then statement is? Right? If-then is a conditional statement. If-then is what I base my reasoning on. If-then is what I base my examples on. If-then is where I get my God. 
If then is really where I need to get the facts from. Come on now. My God. My God. My God. So then if I put an if in the front part, the then is the conclusion. Come on now. If I put an if. See, an if leaves the door open for anything to happen. A then places a conclusion on the situation. If may be anything, then tells me what I'm supposed to be like. Oh, come on now. If tells me anything, but then tells me what I'm supposed to be like. So if then, this is Colossians 3. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ. God, this, this is the conclusion. If then, right? Then is the conclusion. My God, if leaves you questioning, but then brings the conclusion. If then you've been raised with Christ. Oh my God. Seek the things that are above where Christ is. Oh my God. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the thing above where Christ is. Can I tell you some of the things that are above? Christ is above fear. Ooh. Come on, y'all. Christ is above fear. Christ is above worry. Christ is above anxiety. Come on, y'all. Christ is above those things. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. It is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things on this earth. Come on now, for you have died. Oh my God. And your life is hidden within Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also going to appear with him in glory. So therefore, put to death. Oh my God. So I got to put to death some things this morning. Come on, speak to us, Holy Spirit. I got to put some death. Put that in your note. I got to put some death. I got to, come on, feel the resurrection power on this. I got to put to death some things this morning. I got to put to death some things this morning. You might as well get your pen out and go and start making your list. I got to put to death some things this morning. I got to recognize what's not from God. I got to recognize what's dysfunctional. I got to recognize what's not supposed to be in my life. I got to put to death some things. See, and I'm not going to sit around and wait on God. I don't have time. He's waiting on me. It says, put to death. This is an action statement. You have to do it. He said, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you? I got to put to death some things this morning. I got to put to death depression. I got to put to death anxiety. I got to put to death worry. I got to put to death fear. I got to put to death some things this morning. Come on now. I got to put to death some things. There's some things in my life. There's been some dysfunctional things in my life that I've carried. There's been some dysfunctional things in my life that's been carried from generation to generation. There's been some things in my life that's tried to destroy the anointing. There's been some things in my life that's tried to take me out. Come on, Meredith. I got to put to death procrastination. I got to put to death complacency. I got to put to death timidity. I got to put some things to death this morning. Oh my God. I got to, I got to put some, he said, put to death. Therefore, what is earthly in you? Oh 
Oh my God. Because remember, go back up to the third verse. He says, then if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things from above. Remember, I told you at the beginning of this, I had accepted the dysfunction of my feet as normality because I had seen others around me live like this, exist like this, function like this. But this is not the will of my father. Can you put that in your comments today? This is not the will of my father. This is not God's perfect will for me. I gotta put to death, I gotta put to death everything that's earthly. I gotta put to death everything that doesn't look like Christ. My God, can I tell you what Christ did? He was bruised for your iniquities. He was chastised for your peace. He dismantled all manner of sickness and disease. He dealt with your fear. He dealt with your depression. He dealt with your anxiety. He dealt, He had compassion for you on the cross so that you could walk in new power, so that you could walk in the evidence of God is real. He said, put to death for death, therefore what is earthly in you? Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetedness, which is idolatry. He said, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these you two once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. You got to be like Jesus was. I'm only going to say, come on, put this in your comments today. I'm only going to say what God wants. I'm only going to say, I'm only going to say what God says. He says, do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self. I got to stop lying. Woo! When somebody asks me, am I okay? I got to stop lying when I'm not okay. Woo! Oh, them, them just little white lies. Them insignificant lies. A lie is a lie. A lie is a lie. I got to put off lying. He says here, he says, do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self. If I'm still lying, baby, then I'm still walking in the old self. I got to stop lying when I'm afraid. I got to stop making excuses for why I won't do what I won't do. That's the old self. He says, do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge at the image, after the image of the creator. My God. He says, put on then. Ooh, somebody say, put on then. Then again is the conclusion. Put on then as God's chosen one. Oh, come on, y'all. Put on then as God's chosen one. Holy and beloved and compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. For come on, y'all, bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all things, Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful, Ooh, and be thankful. 
thankful. Choose joy and be thankful. Choose joy. And then it says, and it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching you and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Oh my God putting on. So let me tell you this. Let me sum this and we're going to get out. We're going to do our confession statement. Ooh, when I uh, when I finished surgery, I had surgery on my right foot first. And I had surgery on my right foot first and actually the surgery went effortless. Um, no pain. Had to take no pain medicine whatsoever. Um, wrapped up. Had to stay wrapped up. No problem at all. Had surgery on my right foot. Went well. Then turned around and had surgery on my left foot. Had some complications with my left foot because I didn't follow the instructions. I'm going to let that sit right there. Had some complications with my left foot because I was trying to rush the healing process. And my right foot, I was tender, I was responsive, I was careful, I followed the instructions of the doctor. Well, by the time that my left foot, I had had surgery on my left foot, I was ready to be over this. I was over this. And so um, when I went back to the doctor with my left, my left foot, right, I go back to the doctor for my left foot, and they're like, you're going to have to stay wrapped up longer. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, your pen is out of place. And I'm like, okay, trying to rush the process for the healing because I was over the situation. I'm ready to get back in my shoes. I'm ready to, you know, walk around without these limitations. I'm tired of people waiting on me. Just all this fleshly things, all the fleshly things instead of seeing God in it. So my left foot, I wound up having to have surgery and stay in surgery a little bit longer because, or it was vice versa. Either way, I wound up having to stay in surgery. I, I wound up staying in the healing process longer because I wouldn't follow the instructions. But after it was all said and done and my healing came and I still had no, I still had no, I still had to do no pain medicines. It was all divine. After my healing came, after I was released from the doctor's orders, a few things had to happen. I had to get a whole new set of shoes. I'm going to say it again. I had to get a whole new set of shoes. And the reasons, um, the reasons that I had to get a whole new set of shoes was because my shoes, my old shoes, were formed to the dysfunction. <laughs> See, biblically, shoes were a symbol of power. I'm out. Shoe... Biblically, shoes represent successful warriors. Yeah, I had new garments, Julia. I had to put on new garments, right? Come on now. My God, there's a prophetic meaning to shoes. Shoes are so simple. I had to have a whole new set of shoes, even though I had some great shoes. Come on, y'all can, new vats for new wines. You can quote all the scriptures that align with this. Come on now. I had new, I had to get a whole new, I had to get a whole new set of shoes. And can I tell you something else? I couldn't go right back to wearing high heels. <laughs> I had to start low. <laughs> I'm not going to play with y'all. I had to start low. 
I could not go back to wearing high heels. I had to start low. <laughs> I had to start low. I had to start low. And then as my feet began to heal even more, I don't think I wore high heels for a year. I had to start low. And then as I started low and I walked in low shields, gradually I could change to a wedge heel. But my, I didn't tell my body when to do it. My body told me when it was turned. My new, my new feet <laughs> could not walk in old shoes. Ooh, my God. My God. My God. My God. My God. That's it. That's, a, that, that's the word for today. I think that's enough. So we're going to put on our new cells. It's time for you to put on your new cells. You, we've been conformed to the dysfunction. We've been conformed to the anger. We've been conformed to the madness. We've been conformed to the depression. We've been conformed to the grief. We've been conformed to whatever happened in our past. We've been conformed to the breakups, to the marriage. We still wearing those things as if, even, my God, even though we've been transformed into the image of Christ, we're still wearing those things almost as if it's a badge of honor. Oh, my God. And can I tell you something? Every new pair of shoes, every new pair of shoes I got, right? Every new pair of shoes I got. Like, God did it. He blessed me with it. I'm telling you, he began to restore my wardrobe. Like, it was just deep on so many levels. So you got to put on a new you. Ooh, you got to put on a new you. You got to put on a new you. You got to put on, you got to put on a new you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father God, for transforming us into the image of Christ. Show us the things in our lives. <laughs> That's the old us. Show us where we've conformed to the dysfunction. Renew our minds in the word. My God, so that we can think above my God in Jesus Christ. If I were you, I would, um, if I were you, I would take um, that scripture, Colossians 3, and I would just begin to meditate that. I would let that be my word in this season. I would let that be my word um, to even finish out the year, right? Um, and meditate Colossians 3 so that you can get revelation of your new self. And this is not something that God puts on. You have to put on the new self. Can you say that? I have to put on the new self. Because we'll be sitting around waiting, kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya. You know, Lord, come by here. You have to do this. This is where you have to do the work. This is where you have to, I had to throw out all the old shoes. And can I tell y'all something significant? I didn't get the old shoes away that were conformed to my dysfunction. I threw them away. Because I knew they were not going to fit anybody else. And I don't know that I would want somebody else in my dysfunction. I didn't give them away. I had to throw those away because I knew they couldn't fit nobody else. Right? They had transformed according to this, this, defunct, this dysfunction that has happened in my life. So I got to put on 
the new self. I got to put on my new self. I'm so grateful for this word today. Aren't y'all grateful for this word today? Let's do our confessions and then I got a few announcements. In the name of Jesus, I'm the righteousness of God. Therefore, I am entitled to covenant kindness and covenant favor. The favor of God is among the righteous. The favor of God surrounds the righteous. Therefore, it surrounds me everywhere I go and in everything I do. I expect the favor of God to be in full manifestation of my life. Never again will I be without the favor of God. It rests richly upon me. It profusely abounds in me. I'm a part of a generation that is experiencing God's favor immeasurably, limitlessly, and surpassingly. Therefore, favor produces supernatural increase, promotion, restoration, honor, increased assets, greater victories, recognition, prominence, preferential treatment, petitions granted, and rules changed, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. The favor of God is on me and goes before me. Therefore, my life will never be the same. This is the time of God's favor in my life. That is the favor of God in Jesus' name. Amen. That is the favor of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Two things. If the Lord places it. Oh, wait. I'll give those. Um, yeah, no. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can give there or cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. Um, and you can give there as well. Um, and if you have never accepted Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, this is, and you sick of the dysfunction? See, I was sick of the dysfunction. I told y'all I got rebaptized when I was 27 because I was sick of the dysfunction. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you're sick of the dysfunction, let's make this statement of faith and then I would love to disciple you. Oh, my God. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sin. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send me um, an email at info at justbeinglmj.com. And we're going to send you some resources. And we're going to send you some materials. Right? Woo! Can I tell you something? Jennifer, the most powerful thing for me about this was the revelation that God gave me and showed me is how we'll accept dysfunction, especially if the anointed ones and our family have learned to live with the dysfunction instead of taking authority over the dysfunction. That That's the part for me that hit me hard. Like that we will live in the dysfunction instead of, uh, come on now, instead of dealing because the anointed ones are those forefathers of the people that we've seen that have prayed all our lives or whatever else. Like we've seen the in the dysfunction and learn how to live in the dysfunction. And because they've learned how to live in the dysfunction, Jamaica, we too have learned how to live in this dysfunction. And we've accepted the dysfunction as as normal. Like we've accepted, we accept it because we've seen the the forerunners live in the dysfunction. <laughs> we think that we normalize the, the, the dysfunction. Oh my God. Lord, help us not to normalize dysfunction in Jesus' name. But can I tell you, we have to get to the root. You got to deal with the dysfunction. My God, you got to bring the dysfunction to Christ. Oh, my God, that's so powerful. You got to cast your cares 
on him. You got to see things from God's eye and God's perspective. Yeah, come on. That's it. We settle. So we settle. We settle. We settle. We become complacent. We think that this is it. This is all God has for us. And that is not our truth. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, I no longer. I reject every dysfunctional spirit from my life, from my bloodline, and from the generations in Jesus' name. Amen. You ought to make that your confession this morning. I reject. I reject it. It no longer belongs, can belong, or be a part of my family. I cut it off. I reject every dysfunctional spirit, every spirit of dysfunction that was normalized in my bloodline. I reject it now. I cancel it and curse it at its root. My God, it stops here and it will not run any further in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! So we learn how to live in pain. We learn how to live in depression. We go to church. We learn how to live in anxiety. We learn how to live loveless. Woo! We learn how to live without earning property, owning property. Come on, the Holy Spirit bubbling up in me. I'm going to get off of here. We learn how to live in those things. We learn how to live in divorce. Oh, my God. My God. We learn how to live in, in abandoning our dreams. Come on, y'all. Come on now. My God. We learn how to live in anxiety. We learn how to live in fear. We manage the anxiety instead of taking authority over the anxiety. That's what the Lord told me one day. He said, you keep trying to manage the anxiety instead of rejecting the anxiety. We, we won't reject the depression. Come on. We live in poverty because other people learn how to just live kind of in poverty. Ooh, Jesus. My God, we live in fear because other people just kind of learn how to live in fear. Ooh, we are not to be of this world system. We reject dysfunction in the name of Jesus. That's it. I love you. Hey, ladies, Bible study tonight, 730. Remember, we got a new time, 730 to 830 Central Standard Time. Uh, we moved the time just a little bit to accommodate our moms, you know, our moms, our, our women who are coming off work to give them some time to get food in their belly, to get rested. So 7.30 Central Standard Time tonight, ladies, Bible study. Um, two, um, um, also, we just dropped our information for our family we are supporting for Christmas. Thank y'all for the success of Feed the Streets, too. Um... We, we just dropped our family for Christmas. Can I tell you the list is almost full? So go over to the list, click you an item, email it to us, send us some money. Let's go on and fulfill every wish on that family's list. The list is almost full. And we're going to give those gifts out to them December the 11th when we have our pillow talk. We got a few spots left for pillow talk. Go on and get reserved online or in person gonna get in and get reserved online or in person i want to see you at the pillow talk we got breakfast you're gonna get a journal we're gonna have some giveaways we're gonna be at our christmas pjs it's gonna be so much fun and if you're like well why do we have to pay for pillow talk one the resources that are given out for pillow talk and then when you do pay for pillow talk it goes right back into the ministry it goes it goes right it goes right back into the ministry it's how we do all the extra stuff that we continue to do throughout the year so when we pay for pillow talk it's because we get <laughs> the resources um 
for a pillow talk. Let me tell y'all something. Can I tell y'all something about Josiah? And uh, I'm bragging on the God in him. Let me tell you, I know that I was anointed to do hard things, but I know God has called. Um, I know the enemy does not like what I do. Last Friday, last Friday, Josiah's laughing, but I got to tell this testimony because I'm going to help somebody. Last Friday, last Sunday when we were in Magnolia, Josiah ate something that had been had touched a nut. He could tell. He's allergic to nuts. Last Sunday, he had um, ate something that touched a nut. Well, we thought we had authority over it. All week long, he was kind of feeling a certain kind of way, but was kind of managing fine. We're doing all our homeopathic things. By the time we got to Friday, he was in Jonesboro, and he was, he was having chest pain. So we get to Friday and he calls me and he's talking to me and I'm like, what's, what's going on champ? And he's like, man, my chest, like, I just keep feeling like my heart is about to be pulled out my chest. And I'm like, Ooh. And so I get to Jonesboro, my brother-in-law's driving, driving me and I get to Jonesboro and I get out on the field and I don't see him anywhere. And, uh, my mother's heart is searching for him. I'm like, okay, where's Joe? You know, and he hasn't called me and he's not picking up my phone. Now, mind you, he just tells me he's had chest pains. I'm like, where's Joe? Where's, like, where's Joe? And I'm looking on the field and I don't see his number and I don't feel, I don't see him. I'm like, where's, where's Joe? And Judah, who operates a lot in my calmness, said, Mom, I'll go back to the room and look to see if I see him. I said, good, because I don't see him, right? Um, where, where's Joe, you know, and Judah finds him and he's like, he's back there and his heart rate had elevated and they had him laying on his back and he is adamant that he is going to support his team and he is not going to the doctor. I want to tell you about the power of prayer because the, the stats, the numbers were very real. By the time we get him, get him in the truck, get him back, we're on our way to Little Rock to get him back to, um, to the emergency room. I got all the, I got the team praying. <laughs> I got a team of women praying. Prayer is enough. As they are praying, I am watching his body transform. Like I am watching him go from high anxiety, pain. I'm not saying anything, but I'm watching him to the point that when we get to the emergency room, the symptoms are barely present. Like every symptom he was having, it's barely present. So when we get into the emergency room, they're like, what's going on? You know, we want to, well, let us do an EKG because he's an athlete. Let us do a, a chest x-ray. So we do the EKG, we do the chest x-ray, and the doctor is like, there's nothing there. Like, there's nothing there. I, we think the, the symptoms of what he's feeling just has to do with the, the, the allergic reaction to the nut. So we're just going to put him a steroid. Um... And we're just going to give him a steroid. We're just going to give him a... I'm telling you, prayer is enough. I'm going to teach on that. I'm going to teach on the depth of that. But prayer is enough. Like, prayer is enough. So, Saturday morning, he didn't go. He rested. Saturday morning, right back up in the game. Right back at Feed the Streets. Because I know the enemy did not want Feed the Streets to happen. When we are at Feed the Streets, if it was but for one, this one lady, and these boxes were plush, and the turkey was plush, we are at Feed the Streets, and this one lady comes up, and she is crying. And I said, and she's crying, and they call me Doc sometimes, and Tyree's like, Doc, come here. And I said, and I go out to the car, and she says, I had just cleaned a house to make money 
for my Thanksgiving. And then the people said to me, I, we know somebody that's giving dinners. And she gets in the line and she's bawling. And anybody who knows me, I'm crying with you. And I'm bawling. And she said, but now I can take that money and put it in other places because you guys just took care of my Thanksgiving dinner. The attack could have shut us down. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Or for me, it tried to shut us down. If it was just for this one person, it transformed her life. <laughs> like it transformed her life. I promise you, prayer is enough. <laughs> like prayer is enough. Prayer is, prayer is enough. It sustained me the next day. Come on now. It sustained me the next day. It filled me till I got back home. It took, Judah was at home taking care of him. I guess it took care of him and sustained him while I was gone. Prayer is enough. Prayer is where the power is. And then this woman's needs got met. You can't tell me about my God. You cannot tell me about my God. So even if you face a little adversity, put the prayer, put prayer on it. Put prayer on it. Put Prayer on it. You don't need to do nothing else. Well, I love you. God loves you. I just had to share that. This is so powerful to see God transform Josiah and transform this lady's life. Oh, those are miracles for me. Like I'm like, you do miracles. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for the giving of the people. We thank you for the power demonstrated in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see y'all back in the morning. Live at five. Come with an expectancy. Come, I'm going to say that again because I feel that strong in my spirit. Come with an expectancy. Woo! Come with an expectancy. Come in the morning with an expectancy. Lord, I expect you to meet me here and see you here. And can I tell you what God is going to do? He is going to do that for you. Happy birthday, Nia Nicole. I saw it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Nia Nicole. I love you so much. God loves you. Um, see you back in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo! Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.